Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gateways to Cinema. Um, I, it's been a while since I've done one of these, so I forget how I introduced these, but I am your host, Aaron Hahn, joined as always by Jacob Lacey. Hello! <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what my intro is either. I, we haven't done it this way in a long time. <laughs> You're just looking at I don't do a, an ooh boy. Ooh uh, boy. <laughs> ooh boy, he, uh, he watched, uh, his first, uh... His first experience with a little movie uh, called "Why Don't We Play in Hell," uh, Lacey. Yeah, that was. Right. It was awful, but it's, it's not, not your better bit. than yours. It's not, it's your not bit, my bit. No. Uh, I don't know where. <laughs> listen, I don't know where that sentence is going to end. You never know where that sentence is going to end, but no. we're we're rolling with it. Um, I've, had, I've had more practice with it, you know. It's true. Um, but anyway, this is the show. Uh, this is at least the uh, half of the show now where <laughs> yeah. we look at movies. I made a list of movies uh, for Jacob to watch. Um, films that I think are interesting introductions to the larger world of cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're finally getting through the uh, you know last third of this list uh, years later. <laughs> years uh, and later. as Let's mentioned, uh, we have finally gotten around to one I've been very uh, excited to uh, introduce Jacob to, which is the film Why Don't You Play in Hell? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, where do we want to start on this one? How, how do you, you know, you, you, like like we always say, you have your own kind of way of going about it. We, we, it's, right. This is the same podcast every week, but we have our own little intricacies, so. Again, it's been so long since I've had to do one, I forgot my uh, format, but what it usually is, as far <laughs> yeah. as I remember, right. uh, is that you start with your first impressions of having seen this movie. Mm-hmm. And then I talk about why I put it on the list. So what did I know about this movie going in? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Not, not much at all. <laughs> I knew the general concept, but the general concept does not really do this movie justice at no, all. I was expecting not. something very, very different than what this is. I mean, again, we're because we're running low on movies on my list, and mm-hmm. we always try to tie them into an upcoming release. So I'm like, okay, The Lost City is coming out. They're like... It's like uh, she's an author, she's trying to write a book, and she ends up getting uh, roped into the adventure uh, that she's writing about, more or less. So I'm like, oh, we can watch this one. And then, yeah, it's like, uh, that's not really what this movie is, though, is a thing. But there's, like, no way I could succinctly explain it to you on the podcast that would make it make sense. I kind of, like, conformed it in order to make it match that movie, because I had to have something match that movie. Right. Um, But... You kind of just have to watch this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's certainly um, like I said, it was not what I was expecting. I guess I was expecting something more the line along the lines of like uh, like a more subtle comedy, and this is like so far from that. This takes like a abs- like. When I was watching it, I'm uh-huh. like, this feels like a Guy Ritchie movie mixed with a Lonely Island sketch. And, like, that okay. combination works amazingly. <laughs> like, very well. Like, the absurdist humor is amazing. Once it, like, I think, I mean, we're I'm jumping ahead a little bit. I think this movie takes a little bit to get going. But once it does and all the pieces are there, you're like, okay, this is hilarious. Like, this is so good. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. Well, there's a... Uh, there's, uh... There's a substantial story behind why I put this on the list. So okay. let me go through this. Okay. Um, so the first time I watched uh, this movie, um, in college, I was taking an international film uh, course one semester where you know we were just going through uh, 
just little glimpses at uh, different uh, different countries and their styles of filmmaking and their notable films and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then we get to the end of the semester. We've run out of our syllabus. Mm -hmm. um, and everyone's, you know, prepping for exams and other classes and all that sort of stuff. So our professor's like, okay, what we'll do this week uh, is I'm going to let you guys vote. I'm going to show you a bunch of trailers for films we can watch. I'm going to let you guys vote. And then we will watch uh, whatever film the class votes for us to watch. So he shows us a bunch of different uh, movie trailers. Uh, mm -hmm. some, uh, some definitely more interesting looking than others. Mm-hmm. But then when you show someone a trailer, like, why don't we play in hell? You shouldn't be surprised when the end uh, victor of this poll ends up being, why don't you play in hell? Yeah. Yeah. So this was definitely one I voted for of the of the, of the choices, I and I was shocked honestly that it won in the end because <laughs> I did not think uh, the rest of the class would go for it. Um, I thought I'd be like the only one uh, voting for that, but I think we were all in the mood for something different. You know, you get through yeah. a whole semester of like these classic films, great films, but they're all you know they're stuffier than something like this, yeah. and you just need a, a change of pace and. Uh, so we watched Why Don't You Play in Hell? And I think it was the same experience you had, where like none of us knew exactly... Even, even a trailer doesn't do this justice. I can imagine, yeah, yeah. Um, so then, you know, it's just... It was a great experience, uh, just kind of seeing this entire class just kind of have that kind of same experience I think you had, where it's like, what's going on at first? And yeah. then like an hour into it, you're just like all in and everyone's, yeah. you know, just laughing at everything. Um, and it was just like, it was a great uh, experience and obviously a movie I didn't want to share uh, with, with you when I made this list because this was back uh, around the time when I first made this list was around the time when I took in that class. Um, right. and so this was still fresh in my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I, uh, th this, it was just so wild. I, I just, once, like I said, once it really gets going, I really enjoyed it. It's definitely a little slow to start, but I think you need that just to set up all the, the moving parts, because there are so many moving parts. There's mm -hmm. like a distinct moment where one part comes back, and I'm like, I, I think you remember, because I was laughing, because I'm like, oh my god, what? Like, this is also a part of it? Right. But like, okay, and um, yeah, it was just, it's just goofy. It's just goofy fun. Very goofy. I enjoyed it. So, uh, I assume you would then recommend this to people, or uh, yeah, is this, I mean, a, this is a qualified recommend? Yeah, this is on. a qualified <laughs> recommend. If the, if the description that I mentioned earlier, a Guy Ritchie movie written by the Lonely Island, sounds interesting to you, this would be up your alley, I'd say. You know, like, that's... Uh, it has all the like uh, the the mark because like, it has like the extended cast the the gangster plot the moving it all around and uh, this person knows this person's connected to this um, and how they all kind of fit together and then just when things just escalate to a point much like the scene in Hot Rod where there's just a riot in the street and you're like wow how did we get here you know mm -hmm. okay. I think it's uh, there's that Lonely Island uh, Lonely Island touch you know yeah yeah it's uh, it's brilliant in, in its own way and uh, I think a lot of the uh, decisions here were just made just be like how can we make this funnier? Like, not like, uh, does this make sense for the story? No, let's just make it make it, make it funnier. <laughs> and I think that works so well. Because, um, yeah, it's it's very funny. <laughs> so, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm in the I'm in the same boat. I think where I, again, I, this is a movie I definitely want to share with people, but it is also something where uh, you got to find the right audience that's going to really take to this because it is uh, it is so outlandish and weird and uh, unconventional. Um, but it is a film that I think um, is very. Um, it's very weird, but it is very accessible mm-hmm. to um, a mainstream audience because it is it, it is just consistently funny, and there's enough uh, violence and gore to uh, also keep your uh, <laughs> keep your attention. Yeah, um, even if uh, it's not typically a film you would take to. So I did I we would even mention what the, was this movie's about? We've kind of <laughs> talked think. around it for yeah. like uh, ten minutes so far. Should but, at least uh, mention what it's about. I mean, it's just uh, I mean, we kind of talked about when I introduced. Uh, why we picked this one with the lost city but like the idea that it's uh it's a group of filmmakers uh that want to make a movie um desperately want to make a movie their whole mm-hmm. lives and then there's a separate group of characters that are part of the yakuza um there's warring factions uh mm-hmm. that are trying to take each other out and then you got like another separate set of characters uh you got uh you know uh, a young actress who wants to star in the movies who's actually the daughter of the yakuza boss and it's just like all these characters getting roped up into the same uh yeah. <laughs> idea of uh this th- Again, it's hard to describe it because you want to say they all set out to make a movie together, but it's very confusing how they get to that point within <laughs> yeah. the movie. So yeah. you kind of just have to watch it to understand after <laughs> yeah. that. Right, right. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of character relationships going into why all of them just kind of agree to yeah. get to this point. <laughs> yes, absolutely. What would you start? What'd you start, Aaron? I would give it four stars. I think a very, very solid uh, four stars, highly enjoyable movie. I do think it is a little slow to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of it might also be because I saw another one of his movies since then, which mm-hmm. I think is better. And so okay. I'm just kind of dropping it down a little bit for that. So I'm going to give this a solid four stars. I was, so. I was right at a four, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was kind of debating between three and a half and four, like as I'm watching it, and then once the like finale happens, I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. All right, let's yeah. go. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd, I'd put it at a four for sure. A four and a, a recommend, depending. <laughs> so, well, that's pretty much par for the course uh, for this list. So uh, yeah, um, yeah, that's our that's our thoughts. Uh, spoiler free thoughts on this movie. We would recommend you go watch it. It's not streaming on anything, but, you know, seek it out because hey, it's worth it. Fandor has a seven-day free trial. Yeah, we're, we're sponsored by Fandor this episode. Uh. Oh, they're not going to like how I canceled my subscription right away. <laughs> they're not going to like that at all. We're bad sponsors. So. We're bad. Um, well, I guess they're the sponsors. We're the bad sponsors. Bad sponsees. Is it sponsors? Sponsees? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> The Fonz is the guest of this podcast episode? I don't know why he fits here, but he's here. What he's up? He's here, yeah. It's not even, what's his name? It's actually just Fonz. <laughs> just Fonz. He's in character for the rest of, uh, oh, for the rest of his life at this point. Winkler, there we go. Henry, yeah. Henry Winkler? Yeah. Do we want to get to spoilers? Then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're just skipping that bit this I, episode? You no know, guests I don't have out. a Fonz. I don't have a Fonz. He, wow. I, I have, you know, I I don't have a Fonz. I have uh, Mark Rylance, apparently. Specifically, Do don't look though? up Mark Rylance. 
And I have a Tommy. Bye. I don't have a Fonz. We'll have we'll have another guest. We'll have another guest. Don't no, worry, podcast sure. listeners. But until then, um, if you uh, have not seen this film, recommended by the both of us, and if you have seen this film or just do not care, we're going to talk about it now in depth with spoilers. It's one of those that even with spoilers, it's just going to be like, okay, <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> it's going to be like, well, watch it. Uh, yeah, You'll believe us. It very much is a film that you got to experience. Yeah, and yeah, we can say spoilers, but like everything is just kind of, it's just happening, you know? Yeah. It's At a certain point in the climax, you they kind of intentionally just avoid having things make sense or yeah. like flow with in a traditional narrative arc. They just kind of <laughs> kind of happen for the sake of happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, is there a place you want to start uh, yeah, with this movie? I have no idea. So, I, I guess the we can just start at the beginning. Start sure. At the beginning. Okay. Um, Good place to start. The only part of the movie that I'm just like, I like, I get why it's there, but God, it was so confusing the way it moved back and forth between characters that I'm just like, who are these people? And then eventually, like, I think the only other part that I think is kind of really lacking uh, pacing and story-wise is that the film crew is there for a little bit, and then they just kind of disappear for like 30 minutes, and you're like, yeah. okay, I wish we had at least a little bit more with them right now. But um, they try to give them a little bit of, you know, the interpersonal conflict mm -hmm. um, that kind of resolves itself super quickly, but in a hilarious way. That was the moment where I'm like, okay, this is hilarious. <laughs> is the, They have the fight in the, uh, the restaurant. Yeah. And he's like, here is my paycheck. That should cover it. And the guy's like okay <laughs> just thumbs up gives them thank you it's just like oh my god listen everyone in this movie just believes in the power of movies you yeah. know it's a magical world it he's is. built <laughs> it is it really is um just everything about the continued usage of the, the commercial song is so funny to the, me the thing is um I swear, because this movie, I saw this so long ago at this point now, mm -hmm. like seven years ago, or if not more, um, and as soon as that commercial jingle hits in the first the first scene of the movie, it all came flooding back <laughs> instantly. Like, I thought I had forgotten this movie, but I just hear that, and you know, it just... <laughs> Flood of memories. Yeah, yeah, everything came back all at once. I was honestly... I honestly had... Like, I knew that jingle. Mm -hmm. I could probably pull that from a memory. Like, the inside out, uh, like, <laughs> right. guys in my head are constantly, yeah. yeah, pulling that out. Um, but I could not tell you it's from this movie. And then I saw this and I was like, oh, I, I get it. Like, that, that gets stuck in your head. Yeah. There's no avoiding I, I it. I love there's, like, a, just a throwaway line where they're, like, listening to the radio. And that song comes out. I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> It's so pervaded this society in the movie that they play a jingle on the radio as if it's a real song. It's so funny. Um, yeah, and then she's really good in this. She's very funny, just in the way she plays it so straight. I don't know any of the characters' names. Unfortunately. Uh, Mitsuko. Mitsuko, yeah. Um, she is so good in all this. She has like the first like. It's one of those movies where like you're like not sure what the tone is. At least I at least I wasn't until mm -hmm. you get to like that scene where they're um 
she's at her ex-boyfriend's house and she's like oh come on in and then he starts taking his shoes off he's like no leave your shoes on it's like so good just the uh the self-serious but also super goofy tone is she she nails that the entire time um just the pure like unhingedness of the director is so great too the whole time (laughs) i just love every scene he's in because he's just playing it up so hard the entire time it's great um yeah i don't you got any what what would you like to talk about with it i think um honestly i I, what i want to talk about first is my one of my favorite little moments in this movie um, it's just one of those things that just uh, it doesn't call a lot of attention to. It's a, one of the more subtle jokes in this movie. But that w- at the start of the movie, right after we have the ten year time skip, mm-hmm. and then we're being reintroduced to all the characters, and then they're just like pointing at the photos and they're, yeah. they're young, and they're like, "Who is that?" Yeah. And it's like, "Oh, it's this guy because he's wearing the same <laughs> outfit that he was as a child." Yeah. And I was like, "This is the most brilliant version of this I've ever seen." Yeah. Where we go from these child actors to our actual main cast. It's like, how do we know which one is the is the character uh, from the previous scene? Because they're all just wearing the same clothes, like they're cartoon characters. And not only are they wearing the same clothes, they make it a point to explain to everyone who's who. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. That's what I, mean. I, I I like that it's um, it's kind of poking fun at the at the art of movie making a little bit you know in a in a uh, you know a way that it uh, obviously is very passionate about movie making mm-hmm. but just pointing out the uh, the absurdity of like hey we know these aren't the same people from the previous scene that was a different actor yeah. we didn't we didn't boyhood this thing you know uh, <laughs> that would have been amazing if they did that. <laughs> um yeah yeah that yeah that is so funny <laughs> um yeah i yeah. I feel like we talk about it every time we talk about a comedy, but it's just, it's so hard to talk about because it's like, everything is so tied to specific jokes. And uh, we've been talking about the climax is the best part of this movie. It's so good. Like, as soon as they, they, as soon as the actual raid starts on the building, everything from after that is genius. (laughs) Just the, the, the cuts to like, again, like I was saying, let's just make it funnier. Like, does it make sense? I don't know. Let's just make it funnier. And, um, just when it starts, just like, okay, they're, they're swinging their swords and it's like, oh, there's a little bit of blood. Okay. It's whatever. Mm -hmm. And then like the very next scene, there's like heads flying up over the rafters and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, what a great jump. And then just the start of it too, where the first two guys have died (laughs) and they're like, oh, the lights went out. I'm sorry. We need, can we redo it? Can we redo this one? (laughs) It's like, and, uh, the, the one leader, uh, uh, Mudo, and he's just like, do we need to go back in the hallway? Yeah. <laughs> They're just so committed he, to the yeah, bed. I, I love is. it. It's great. It's just, it's such a heartwarming little tale, you know? It's just about a father who mm-hmm. loves his wife, who loves his daughter, who mm-hmm. wants his daughter to star in a movie for his wife who's in jail for murdering the hitman that came to try to kill him. Yeah. Heartwarming story, yeah. yeah. And he's, you know, is there a murder? Of course he does a murder. But that's not what it's about, you know? It's about love, really. It's about family. Yeah. This is kind of a Fast and Furious movie, if you think I about think it. I think all movies are kind of Fast and Furious movies, you know? I think uh, I think it's really just the peak of the art form at that point. Uh, Dominic Toretto shows up. <laughs> he could, though. You know, nothing would be out of place in this True. movie at that point. True. <laughs> I remember everything about my father. Oh, yeah. 
Vin Diesel is on the podcast? Nah, nah, nah. That's just me teasing when he comes eventually, you know? Oh, yeah. He he would be a guest. He'll definitely. You know, he's not busy. What's he doing? Riddick 4. We're not talking about Riddick. We're talking about... about, We're not not talking talking about Riddick. Um... God, the and then just like the way it just continues to up the absurdity is so good. Mm-hmm. There's just that quick little cut where the sound guy's just sitting there, like still recording sound, just hanging out, you know, just vibing, just yeah. getting the sound for him. And then just like not even a couple moments later, the camera people are running around the building with AK 47s, just gunning everyone. I'm like, where did they even get those? <laughs> insane they're like setting up the track as there's like gunfire everywhere they're like okay okay let's run let's uh let's dolly this over here all right all right so good i just i i love this movie because it is one of those things uh you know it is so passionate about the filmmaking (laughs) process and i love like the little i again i don't want to just talk out the entire comedic um all the comedic moments of this movie but like the moment where um what's his name koji uh like first uh has to you know be recruited to be this director against his will essentially and they're just and then he's just trying to uh (laughs) how many cameras they're just three three's good (laughs) three's good and they're like, uh, what? What's the measurements for the film? And he, he's just like this, this big. And he holds up his hand. And and it's it, just—it's so brilliant. It's not just like that's the joke. The joke is okay. Take that. That's what we need. Then they pass it off to the next guy. Yeah. They like, kind of do it that. It's so good. Just the extra layer on layer of the comedy is so so funny. It's just—it's so much fun to because it like it teaches you a little bit about the filmmaking process in a subtle way while also just being, you know, teaching about filmmaking in terms of, like, this is what film can be, you know? Like, we're actually leaning into this. We're doing these crazy edits. We're doing these crazy staging, you know? Mm -hmm. Things can be um, more absurd than we, uh, you know, we have in reality. That's kind of the point of of filmmaking. Right. Just go for it. Um, Yeah, it's such a fun tone. uh. And just... And just the, you're right, just the passion of it in general is just, it's infectious in its own way. That it's just like, yeah, man, you know what? Why don't people just make movies? Why don't we just make a movie, Aaron? A reboot already underway movie. Oh, no. (laughs) Starring Vin Diesel. (laughs) Do you think we can get Vin Diesel? Ah, dude, what's he going to do after Fast and Furious is done? Riddick 4. He's not going to make Riddick 4. He's going to make Arc 3. Well, The video game. Absolutely have to. And then Arc the movie. Arc the uh, Arc Prime the... Video TV series. Oh, uh, that's right. They are doing that, aren't they? Are they doing that? Well, no, it's um, it's an it's a anime, right? They're are doing they... an anime for Oh, it. yeah, they are doing like, that Elliot show. Page is in it, too. There's yeah, a lot of Vin people Yeah, because does the it. voice uh, yeah. in the show. They announced that at the same time, Arc right? Arc TV show. Oh, no. Why are we on this thread? Huh? This is just where we're at, man. <laughs> it's, it's it's hard to talk about movies like this. Um, let's see. We got uh, Carl Urban, Gerard Butler, uh, Elliot Page, Vin Diesel, Alan Tudyk, Jeffrey Wright, Russell Crowe, David Tennant, Malcolm McDowell, Michelle Yeoh. Tatanka Means is the main person, but I don't know who they are. Who? Um, what network is this on? Ooh, that's Do real funny. Know? I don't think it's on one. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't think they maybe made it, and they're trying to sell oh. it, maybe? I, I don't know. So, now, how they got that cast with that one, I, I have no idea. 
Don't look into the financing behind the, uh, the, the Ark, Ark video game franchise. Uh, coming soon to HBO Max. So yeah, Ark will be on HBO Max. We'll all oh, be able to watch weird. that. And uh, that yeah, that is probably the last streaming site I would have guessed. I would have yeah. said like Netflix or something. Definitely Netflix before that. Yeah. Or Prime Video. Yeah. They're just picking up anything nowadays. Prime Video. Will, yeah. They. We don't have anything to say about this movie. I don't. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. We don't have anything to say about this movie. It's good though. The that's th the thing that's confusing is that it is so good. But it is so... I just don't know what to say that we haven't already covered, because like, yeah. that's what this movie is, is it's establishing it's... these various relationships between these characters, mm -hmm. and then just leading up to the the explanation why they're all just kind of, why they all converge, all their paths converge, mm -hmm. and then it just has the craziest climax you've ever seen, and that's the movie. It's, it's um... face value in that way. There's, there's not a ton to talk about uh, thematically, you know? It's just like... Yeah. It's just about movies, uh, movies. Movies be good. Movies be good. And they're magical. But, you know, no, I do like uh, the way it kind of uh, plays. It, it, I, I love uh, the way that it um, so expertly bounces back and forth between making things uh, very cinematic and making things very realistic, especially in that climax, like playing with our, the blurring the lines between fantasy and reality, where we're, we're all, all of a sudden he gets us into this rhythm where we're like, oh, they're making a movie. Um, everyone's just, uh, like, that's the tone of this, is this is a movie, things are happening like they would in a movie, and then all of a sudden someone dies out of nowhere, <laughs> yeah. where you're like, this isn't how the story should go, yeah. why are they dying? And you're like, you're, they're dying because they're in the middle of a firefight right now. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, yeah. and then that's leading all the way up to the, obviously, the very, uh end of the movie we had that scene where they premiere why don't you play in hell and then yeah. all the actors stand up and they're just bandaged <laughs> up yeah. and the the mudo who had his head his head cut off and just has a bandage around his neck and uh it's great because it's it's then they you know they cut from the scene of uh the director running in the street to that scene back to the director running in the street and you're like okay is this a dream mm -hmm. is this uh his fantasy of what this movie could be or is this movie because this movie has now reached the point where it's broken all the rules of reality <laughs> is this just actually like the the ending we're supposed to take at face value where everyone just lives and has a happy ending at the yeah. end of the day um and then to end with them yelling cut at him running is so right good and then yeah of course we end with the real that actually the entire thing has been a movie obviously you, right. <laughs> you know oh man oh saying it that way just reminded me of oh my god this is gonna be such a deep sorry i don't want to get too far on this run but there's like a, a certain um um uh, realization that it's like oh well it was all fantasy it wasn't even real but it's like it was always a movie yeah. Like, that's the vibe. It was always... A, you always knew it was a movie. And that reminds me of... Um, there's a, a great... Everyone should watch. It's like three hours long, so you don't have to. But oh, drive my car. Drive my car, yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, an H-Bomber guy video. Oh, on no. On Pathologic, uh, a video game, where, like, there's... I don't want to spoil Pathologic for you, but you'll never play it. It's, like, one of the most insane video games ever. Like, difficult... Yeah, just like difficult oh, yeah, to the yeah, point yeah, of like super it. survival, like you, you need to eat, but people are stealing your money and stealing your food, and it's supposed to just beat you down, and then if you get all the way through these like three different endings of the game, eventually you can go into this like uh, a panopticon of some sort, you go in there, and then there's just these two kids 
playing in a sandbox. They're like, oh yeah, you were just our character. And it's like, well, this isn't real. It's like, well, it was always a video game. It was never real, idiot. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. Well, I can't believe you spoiled this game. For yeah, me. I know. I never so, play. Oh, it's so awesome. It's like one of the greatest revelations. And like, I'm sorry, still watch the video, but the way like he comes to it in that video is so good too. Oh god. Oh, it's so good. So that just reminded me of that here too. So I like this even more now because that's such a great revelation that you have, and you're like, oh. I'm, I'm sad these character died, characters died, but then at the end of the movie, they're like, cut, and it's like, oh, they, they were never real to begin right. with. Like, <laughs> First, we have that moment where it's like, every character is brought back to life magically, and then mm -hmm. we have that moment where it's like, yeah, they never actually died in the first place, because they never existed. They were brought to life by these actors on screen. Okay, never uh, mind. This one's a four and a half. That is such a great ending. Oh my god. It's... Yeah, I mean, that's what this entire movie is, is that yeah. it's just a testament to the, the magic of the movie-making process of what it's like bringing these experiences to the screen and how they can uh, involve us in these worlds um, that are entirely made up. Um, it, I just I don't I don't know why the Academy ignored this movie. Why this seems right up their alley, you know? Yeah. A movie about making movies. Um, what, I don't know what, what could have what, what won Best Foreign Film this year, I wonder? Uh, of the year of 2013? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I think this is like the... Um, there's like pros and cons to us recording the podcast directly after we're done with the movie. Number uh -huh. one, we don't have as much to say. Uh -huh. That's the con. Pro number one, though, is that you get to have hear me make real-time revelations about a movie as I'm mm -hmm, talking about mm -hmm. it. So I think you really get that extra layer. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I... Yeah, this movie's really good. Um... I don't know if it would have. I guess it would have qualified for twenty twelve or the twenty fourteen okay. ones because okay. it came out in twenty thirteen. I think, and if that was the case, the winner that year was The Great Beauty for Best Foreign Language Film. What else was nominated? Uh, the Broken Circle Breakdown, The Hunt, which I do want to see. I really want. Uh, I really want to see that one. Uh, the Missing Picture and Omar. And the winner of the best film that year was 12 Years a Slave, which this is better than 12 Years a Slave. I'm, I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> um, I have not seen that, so I don't know. But yeah, this is pretty great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, the, the Academy does love movies about movies, but they don't really love gonzo movies like this. No, you know? I was, no, I was entirely joking. I think, yeah. uh, I think at uh, you know, a certain point you have enough severed limbs and... Yeah. Uh, they're like, all right. You got the weird subplot where the one boss is in love with this girl since she was a child, and you're yeah. like, well, yeah, I mean, well, I guess he's the bad that. guy. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> we don't need to get the licorice pizza again. Oh, no, I was just talking about in general. <laughs> uh, we'll never be nominated for anything after that. Yeah, they'll, they'll find that. Um... Do we have any anything else to really say about why don't you play an L? I think we Would, came to a revelation. I think we came to, uh, you know. Can I interest you yeah. in another one of his films, Sean so uh, Sono, okay. uh, called Love Exposure? That's four hours long, but basically the same kind of thing. <laughs> hmm. Can you? That's Can great, I? That's a great question. Would you watch this four-hour movie with me? Yeah. Because that's the other one of his I've seen. Because last year I, uh, I said I made a list of uh, fifty films from Japan to watch, um, and that was I, I. I knew I wanted to put another one of his films on the list because I enjoyed this one so much. I wanted to see what else he did. 
And this, and you know, this, this was also like one of the Letterbox top two fifty uh, films of all time. And I was like, I gotta do this. I just gotta sit down. I gotta figure out what's going on. In this this four is the hour most movie. insane concept I've ever read in my life. Uh, yeah, I will watch this. <laughs> it's so good too. Is the thing. It's it's not as uh, it's not as meta. Right. Obviously, it's not about like the movie making process, but in a way, it is kind of meta because it's the same kind of toying with different genres within movies uh right. kind of thing um so it's very good i would recommend that one highly as well i want to see more of his films you know because uh, he just did that one with nicholas cage last year that i want to see because that seems like an interesting combination yeah yeah it um, does. I... I don't know how you could uh, not watch that movie so <laughs> Um, I, I, I definitely want to see more of his works, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's got a very, um, just very high energy vibe. If all of them keep this same energy, I am absolutely in for all of his movies because this is just nuts, <laughs> like just so good. So, yeah, yeah. Good. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed this. But again, I, I figured you would. I did, you know, I was worried a lot at the start of the movie whether this was as good as I remembered because mm. I do think it takes a while to get going and actually, like, for the jokes to land. But once they start, you know, it it's It feels like, like a lot of movies, a lot of really good comedies are like that. Like, they take the, like, first 30 minutes to, like, just set up the character work and they're like, and here we go. <laughs> now we're just doing it. So, well, I, you know, there's something to be said for that, I think. If it works. That's the magic of movies, If it Jacob. work, make it torque. Don't say that. <laughs> it's too late. It's already been said. It's already out there on SoundCloud. It's already on the. It's already in the sound. It's already in the cloud of sounds. Like, what am I gonna do about that? You know. Um. Yeah. Uh, so. So do you? Uh, do you know where you would rank this movie? That's what I'm currently looking at. Uh, as within. <laughs> Stop. Why? Don't Why? say squeak like that. Um... You know it upsets me. <laughs> Stop that. It I reminds me to. how many Alvin the Chipmunks movies we have to do for this <laughs> podcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you realize when we do the sequel, we're going to have to rewatch the original too, right? Just to get a do full... I do I have to? Is it that related to the uh, well, to the original? Just so we can, I mean, like well, they they replace uh, Jason Lee, right? And that one, it's Zachary Levi in the sequel. Yeah, uh, Jason Lee's in there still, just not as much. But he like he like gets injured or yeah, like hospitalized they, they or something. Break then. his neck. <laughs> <laughs> the chipmunks break his neck. Chipmunks go absolutely nuts, breaking necks out here. The thing is, we're gonna have to watch the first one because who's gonna want to just listen to a, a podcast about the sequel without our their prior knowledge of how yeah. we feel of the original? Well, I mean, I did get you the four movie collection uh, yeah. for Christmas a few years ago or exactly. whenever it was. So exactly. uh, we're all set. We got we got all four. And then I feel like when we do Chipwrecked, we have to watch Road Chip too because I've never seen Road Chip. I've seen I, like I have bits also and never seen Road Chip. Um, so we should at least give a full retrospective of the Chipmunk saga when we actually yeah. get there. That's not what we're talking so about it's, next week. So okay, so the chi- so the Squeakwell podcast will also cover the first album, the Chipmunks, and the Chipwrecked podcast will also cover the Road well, Chip. Yeah, we'll call it Alvin the Chipmunks and the Squeakwell Gateway to Cinema, and then we'll hit them with the Chipwrecked Road Chip. Right. Gateway to Cinema. Which will be the squeak wall to the prior podcast. The squeak podcast. wall to the prior podcast. <laughs> About squeak wall. Absolutely. Why are we on this now? Rank the movie. I already did. <laughs> yeah, where is it? I'd put it 20. 
I haven't seen some of these for so long. So it's yeah, hard I feel to... like this list is uh, all out of sorts, really. I would go 29th. Okay. Below The Devil's Backbone, which how do you even compare these two movies? <laughs> and Above They Live, which is a little closer in comparison, I suppose. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, got, I, I don't know if I'm going to settle on this, but right now I'm going to put this 55. Okay. Uh, okay. Below 7, ahead of Trick or Treat. But I haven't looked at this list in uh, a long time, so I'm sure we'll get rearranged. What I'm going to do... I do, but again, I really like a lot of these movies. Right. So 55 is not as bad as it sounds. What I'm going to do, and I'm going to work on it for this week. I'm going to, every night, just for a little while, do that. Remember that This or That app that I had? Where like yeah. it then puts it in a ranked list. I think I'm going to do that, and then look at it, and be like, okay, this is this is my updated list. Okay, yeah, yeah. And kind of go from there, so... That could work, that could work. At this point, I feel like I'm just going to have to rearrange it when we're done with everything because fair, I cannot keep, uh, my opinions change too wildly. And who knows when we'll finish this list that we started five years ago or we're, whatever. Uh, we're 73 in, right? Or am I missing one? This on will here? be 73, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. We're good, we're good, we're good. So we're, uh, we're coming up at the at the end of this, uh, of my list at least. We're just uh, starting just on yours. Just scratching the squeak, squeakless. It was like a like squeak surface kind of. I, I know what you were going for. It didn't work. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. So I guess because this is what we do every time now, we yeah. kind of uh, jump off on a second tangent other than the movie. Do, do you just have a second kinda, tangent? Yeah, the Oscars happened. Yeah. We should Oscars. talk about what we thought of the Oscars this year. They were uh, the Oscars. They were bad know? this year, man. <laughs> they were so bad. It is, uh, it was very amusing because, you know, the Oscars obviously, um, kind of exist as an advertisement for Hollywood, you know, that they're designed to promote the, the glamour of the stars and the importance of filmmaking, the social impact of filmmaking. And every year, the best parts of the ceremony are when that, the, that image they try to present to the world completely blows up in their face. Yeah. And there's never been a bigger example than this year. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, this was like the worst Oscars of all time, but it's also the one that most people are talking about, <laughs> which is kind of insane. If you hadn't heard, I guess, I don't know how you would not have heard. This is like, the people are still talking about this. It's like three days later, but uh, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock and it was wild. <laughs> like, oh my God. Wow. That was, that was wacky. I'll tell you what. It was just one of those, like, moments of, like, did that just happen? Was right. that real? Oh, God, that was real. Oh, my God, what? <laughs> kind of thing. Because it did look like a bit at first. Yeah. But then once you have, like, a mi a full minute of uh, silence from the yeah. network, you're like, no, this is real. <sighs> yeah, that was wild. Uh... And that is the part that everyone's talking about, for better or worse. Say worse. Yeah, I mean the thing is, obviously, I don't really want to go into all the takes on well, yeah, the no, situation neither, itself. Neither. But the thing is, obviously, it overshadowed the rest of the ceremony from that point on. And that was to where great. everything, yeah, every a winner after that, you could like barely even pay attention to because you're just scrolling yeah. Twitter and try to figure out what was just going on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then we just end the night with Coda winning, and it's such a shrug of a winner already yeah. that it's uh. Yeah, it's one of those just, where it's like, oh, that's awesome. That's you know good representation i'm glad the uh the guy who played the dad in coda won he was very good in that movie um 
and he had a great speech. I cried a little bit, not going to lie. Yeah, his Popeye impression was really yeah, fun. That, that was, was good. Great. That was great. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, Ariana DeBose won. That was great. I thought her speech was really good, too. That one made me cry a little bit, too. <laughs> so, you know, stuff like that was great. But then you get to, you know, Will Smith's speech, which is just like, this just feels awkward now. What, No matter how you feel about what happened, it's just like, this just feels weird now. And then Jessica Chastain's, which was just like, yeah, I mean, that's what you'd expect Jessica Chastain to say about this, I guess. Right. You know, like, I don't really know. You know, she's one of the biggest stars in working in this kind of movie right now. So, like, it was event- it was eventual. She was going to win anyway. So Yeah. Um, I also cried at the winners. Uh... When the Flash entered the Speed Force, I just... <laughs> other really funny part of that image breaking down where you have yeah. those two Twitter poll things that were obviously designed to award the Disney movies yeah. and then the Snyder fanboys just you know overtook everything yeah. and it was so weird just watching those clips play to a completely dead silent audience dude the, the one the people laughed in the theater at the flash one like yeah, that dude. was funny to them I'm like that's great and then when it happened the second time with Arya of the Dead it was not funny anymore <laughs> Like, mm, I don't like this. Anymore. Well, I think a lot of people were rightfully, uh, you know, pissed that uh, so many awards got, you know, kind of shut out of the actual ceremony that year to make way for things like well, this. Well, in like everything, like, God, and was... it wasn't even a shorter ceremony. It went on so long; it was longer than last year. Well, they just let Kevin Costner get up there and just start waxing poetic yeah, about film. Well, he first, was clearly stalling for time. Movie he's ever seen or whatever. I'm like, that was very confusing. Is that what he meant? I couldn't tell if he meant adult movie, as in like the first movie, like that was for, meant for meant adults. for like yeah, yeah or it came the off way as a porn yeah the way he said it for the the like entire speech. I thought he was talking about seeing. A porno, the way, and yeah. it was so confusing. Under that context, hilarious. It's <laughs> the funniest thing that happened. Um, yeah, all around, just like, just sad. The like disrespect towards the more technical categories, the way they do them, and then, it, by all accounts, I haven't seen the full speeches because I don't think they're out there anywhere, but people would come up on stage and they'd kind of show a clip of it because they had done it earlier in the day mm-hmm. and then they'd cut out the best parts according to most people like the most touching parts yeah about they them. were edited so poorly too is the thing with like no build up and no like actual moment to celebrate it was literally just hey we want to put these in the ceremony somewhere um so just throw them in there well, and they're playing people off super early, like yeah, the, the drive one my dude, car director, yeah, uh, drive my name? car director, yeah, like he, that was really embarrassing when yeah. they like started to play him off, and he came back, and then they played him off again. It was and he like clearly was upset about three it. Like, sentences he spoke, and then yeah. they start playing like, what did people think? He, 
Like, it's one of those where it's like, I get it. There's a large majority of American people who don't watch foreign movies. And to them, they probably could not care less about what happened there. But there are people who really enjoy foreign films, like Aaron and myself, who watched Drive My Car and loved it, were really impacted and moved by it. And so you want to hear this guy talk about him making the movie that was clearly very personal to him. And then also, actually, no, you're kind of done after three cents. Like, what? <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. oh my god, dude. Yeah, clearly upset. There was, um, when, I think it was in Canto, when that one, there were like three people who were going to talk, and then the one dude got cut off right away, and they were like, everyone's like, let him talk, let him talk. Like, mm-hmm. they just kept playing him off. I'm like, oh my god, this is so messy. Especially because there is so much time for other dumb stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, let's do a tour of the museum. It's like, I'd love to go to that museum, but I don't need Wanda Sykes to do the dumbest jokes of all time as she's walking through it, you know? Like, that's just so stupid. God. Yeah, the hosting was rough all around. Yeah. I didn't like the overall horny vibe of it. <laughs> yeah, just, that's one way it was way it. too It was much. bad. Um, yeah, they should just stick with no host. It runs so much smoother. Mm-hmm. Or or one host. <laughs> also probably going to be... Because, like, I know Amy Schumer's a meme. Everyone loves to hate Amy Schumer. I understand. She's not the best. But I thought there was a brief moment where she actually does some light roasting of everyone that I'm like, this is good. This is, like, what I expect from an Oscars host. And, like, I don't need it to be more. I don't need it to be less. This is just someone to just kind of move us from thing to thing. Right. And, like, that's where it shined. But then they get on stage and they're dressed as King Richard and Spider-Man. <laughs> like, oh, my God, this is so upsetting. Please make this stop. So... I don't know. It's like one of those things where it's like, it's the Oscars. We shouldn't care. But I do care. So, like, make it good. You know? Yeah. I think we had more to say about the Oscars than we did for... um, Why don't you play in hell? But why don't you play in hell? Considerably better than the Oscars. I mean, the thing is, if you want to watch a celebration of the movie-making process, and you have to choose between the Oscars and Mm -hmm. why don't you play in hell, obviously one is the superior celebration, you know? And of course... You've already seen the only part that anyone's talking about from the Oscars anyway, so... Watch Why Don't You Play in Hell instead. I think that's good. I think that's all we got. (laughs) Alright, well, then we can wrap this up. Jacob, what movie are we talking about next week from your list? So next week, a little movie called Ambulance comes out. A movie that has a deeper message to it, I think. And we'll, of course, talk about that once we've seen it. Right. Um, but I figured instead, why don't we watch a Michael Bay movie to kind of get us ready back in the Michael Bay mindset, you know? Like, he's he's just got a special way about him. That's, yeah, that You just need to, to really um, really get into the mental space mm-hmm. of the person who, who made the movie. So, of course, we're going to watch The Rock, um, a movie that I saw... Like three years ago, maybe on okay. an on a phone oh, at okay. work. What? <laughs> so yeah, why? We were just watching because it was well, a we'll slow day. Next week, yeah, it was I'm a sure. slow day in the summer. We're like, oh, let's watch The Rock. I'm like, okay, and then I'm like, oh, that's and this good. is one of the um, one of the few Michael Bay movies I have not seen. Yeah, I haven't seen much of his earlier work. So, uh, I mean, I I say this like he's had a very diverse filmography, but like half of it's just Transformers movies at this point, and <laughs> sure. I. I've seen all of those, so... You sure have. But I'm excited for this one, because uh, this is, you know, often uh, noted as one of his best, so... Yeah. 
whatever that means in the in the you know world of Michael Bay, but we'll it, see. It means something, I guess, you know. But until next week, um, if you want to find us around the web, you can find Jacob at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, I was just burping, so that's why my face. You didn't can find that. him at Jake Lace on Tumblr or Letterboxd. Um, what? <laughs> Nothing. I just should maybe shouldn't be talking about how I burp. You didn't hear it. Oh no! I held it in. Well, you just let me finish the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, you can find me around the web uh, at uh, Honest Opinion on Twitter, myhonestopinion.com, uh, and I'm also on Letterboxd. Uh, and if you want to find uh, the podcast around the web, we're at Reboot Already Underway on Twitter. Um, I don't know how to. Wh- Sorry, I was just thinking about the Speed Force joke again. <laughs> I'm thinking about it again. It's cracking me up. That's a good one. Um, So until next week when we talk about The Rock, don't think it. No, we're back. Don't say it. We're back, baby. Bye-bye, man. Hell yeah. Oh.